Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. From Orange County. I had no idea that was your husband. To New Jersey. I never expected this. Seven up, seven up. Get behind the scenes and relive the drama. Don't talk to him. He's a little twerk. All of this is unimportant to me. With exclusive interviews and celebrity guests. Let me tell you something right now. This is Getting Real with the Housewives. Fabulous. Going with the weird fabulous. Now, here is your host. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives, a Housewives podcast from right here at Us Weekly, where we break down all your latest Housewives news, give you exclusive interviews with your favorite ladies, and dish the dirt on all things Real Housewives related. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi. And I'm your co-host, Joe Drake. Now, before we get started, we wanted to make sure that you know you can listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, this week, we sit down with Kim Zolciak, Beerman's daughter, Brielle, who reveals if her mom would ever return to Atlanta. But first, let's catch you up on all your Housewives news, because, Joe, there is a lot of it. There's a lot. I mean, Real Housewives of New York and Beverly Hills are taking a mini hiatus, but that does not mean that Housewives news stops, because clearly this week we have a lot to talk about. (laughs) Totally, yes. And big news out of Atlanta that one of the ladies is saying goodbye. Yes, I am devastated. Eva Marcel is leaving, and she has become one of my favorite housewives of any franchise, let alone Atlanta. I mean, she was spectacular this past season. She really brought it on that Zoom reunion that they had Mm -hmm. to do. I mean, I really thought that she was here to stay. So this was really surprising. This was definitely surprising. And we actually have a little bit of audio from her announcement. So take a listen to this. I think everything has a reason and a season. And the time that I spent on Housewives, I enjoyed myself. I cried. I laughed. I obviously fought. Um, and we did a lot of things. But most importantly, I made some great friendships with some beautiful women. And I believe that my time is up. I have a six-year-old daughter and two young boys still in diapers. And they're 24 hours a day. And there is a lot of work to be done. And so I decided to spend my time and energy focusing on my kids and my community and not so much reality show business. What I do want to say that though, Ricky, is because I think a lot of times we take opportunities or we leave opportunities and we leave sour. I want to be very clear. Even though we fought on the show, I love every single one of those black women. They are queens all in their own right. They are stars and I wish them the most successful season and transformational season 13 that the Real Housewives of Atlanta has ever seen. So, yeah, I mean, she said that she's leaving because she wants to, you know, really focus on her kids. She has a child that's six years old. She has two young ones. So she really wanted to spend some more time with her kids. She said that there's no bad blood between any of the ladies. So she's just figured her time is up, I guess. Yeah. You know what it makes me think of, though? And I hate to speculate this rumor, but I guess this is what this podcast is for. So let's talk about it. 
mm-hmm. know, the ladies allegedly got their contract yep. recently. And I wonder if in the same way that it happens in any job, like if the producers went to her and said, you know, it doesn't look like you're going to be getting a contract, but we're going to let you bow out your way. Right. Yes. I, I, I was wondering that too. Yeah. Or if maybe they offered her just a friend role right? She, or, and she didn't want to do that because as we saw that happen with Tamara Judge and Vicky. So, yeah. you know, that could very well be a possibility as well because I don't, I don't know. I really don't see you bowing out from something like this. No. With, and like, you I know, s- such a big platform. If, yeah. if you're not asked to not come back. And she was so great. I mean, maybe people out there listening would disagree, but I just really thought she brought her A game this season. I know, you know, they were talking about on the reunion and some fans were saying, you know, because she was pregnant, she wasn't necessarily like, she wasn't able to go on the trip. And so she wasn't given so much airtime, but I I, I think that's bogus. I thought she was great and I'm still shocked. I am too. I'm very shocked. So, but who knows, maybe we'll see her, you know, in future seasons, maybe she'll pop up as a friend. I don't know. But for right now, she is saying goodbye to the housewives. And then there was also some rumors that Nini was going to be leaving, which she kind of denied. But this has been a rumor that has been going on, I think, for every single season, right? Oh, I feel like it's the ongoing saga. She's kind of like the Lisa Vanderpump, the Bethany. She has left. She has come back in the past. Yeah. So this isn't as shocking. I mean, last night, I my roommate was like, is Nini leaving the housewives? He saw something on social media. So I immediately checked my emails and was doing some digging at, you know, rumors are circulating that she wasn't given the contract. Like we were saying that, you know, mm-hmm. last week they were dished out to the ladies and she wasn't given one, but she quickly laughed off the rumors on social media by just tweeting out some laughing emojis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she tweeted out some laughing emojis. Her manager actually said to us that it's absolutely not true that she was fired and that they've made it abundantly clear that she will always be welcome on the series as long as she wants to be and that they're having bigger conversations with NBC and they haven't made any decisions regarding next season. And he, of course, ended it with a little bloop. Yeah, in typical <laughs> fashion, which <laughs> she obviously had her hand in that. But, you know... This coming off of the the news of Eva leaving, I wasn't that surprised because, you know, they went head to head. So part of me thought, like, does Nini have more power than we even think? That's always been speculated. Like I've compared yeah. Lisa Vanderpump and Bethany. I mean, she really is. She's an OG Atlanta housewife. So she may very well have a little bit more say, even if Bravo and the producers don't want to admit that. I totally agree with you. I mean, when people say housewives, I mean, like you kind of immediately think of Nini. Like you said, she is an OG. She's been there since the beginning. And Atlanta really is kind of her franchise. And to not have her on the show, I don't know if it'll be as interesting. I mean, it's it's happened before. She hasn't been there in the past. But who knows what we'll see going forward. You know, she has made it clear that she wants to do other things. She has acted in other shows and things like that. So maybe she does want to kind of see what else is out there. So we'll have to wait and see. I think too that, you know, she may have had a casual conversation with a producer saying, you know, I want to come back, but I don't really want to do this again with Eva because we were feuding. And again, casual conversation, but maybe the producer goes back to the executive producer or there's a larger conversation at the network. And it's like, well, Nini's kind of dragging her feet about Eva. And then that sort of 
parlays itself into Eva not getting a contract. Again, this is all speculation and this thing right. that I think about in my head, but it's possible. It is possible. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Continuing on the Atlanta beat, we sat down with Brielle Bierman recently, who kind of gave her insight and her thoughts on her mom returning to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. So take a listen. I don't want her to go back. It's just not good. Nini has been saying a lot. I know you said you didn't, don't watch Real Housewives of, of Atlanta, but she says that your mom should come back to Atlanta Housewives. What do you think about that? Do you think she should? Um, I don't know why she would. She has her own TV show and um, it's doing great and it's super fun to film. And I don't know why she would put herself back into that crazy environment. I mean, maybe if it was like less negativity, more positivity. Mm-hmm. A couple people were replaced. Yeah, she'd probably go back, but I don't want her to go back. This is not good. Yeah. Like well, coming home and being drained every single day because of all the negativity is just like not the vibe. Yeah, no. I mean, do you notice a different a difference in your mom when she films that show and obviously when she films yours? Yes, she's um, here. It's not work. It's fun. It's family. You're just filming your life. That is work. You have to put on a brave face every day and you have to know that you're walking into a situation where you could possibly be attacked and interrogated the whole entire day. Mm -hmm. And that's just like, who wants to do that? Right. I don't even know how how most of them stay on that show. Yeah. Do you have a favorite housewife besides your mom? Um, I don't watch any TV. I don't know. Really? Um, I love Kyle Richards. She's really sweet. Mm -hmm. I just, because I know her personally. Um, I don't know what she's like on the TV show. I've never seen it, but uh, I really love her. She's a sweet person. I've always, I've known Sheree and, and Nini, you know, basically my whole life, so. Yeah. How would you describe your relationship with your mom? Um, a friendship and a mother-daughter relationship. I think that's the best way to have a relationship with your parents. You want to be as honest as possible because at the end of the day, they're the only person who's really going to be consistent in your life. So honesty is the best policy. And since I was a a young girl growing up, my mom has raised me to be honest with her and that I should never be ashamed or embarrassed to talk to her about anything. So she knows everything. Like when I say everything, like she knows things that moms probably shouldn't know. (laughs) Like the second certain things happen, like she's the first person I call. Like when I'm out of town, I'm on the phone with her all day. When I'm... You know, even in the same house, I'm like just hanging out with her. Like yeah. she's right behind me right now. She's obsessed with me. She can't leave. <laughs> That's fantastic. We are we're best friends. We're very close. I think a lot more close than most mother and daughters are, and I'm very grateful for that. She's more of like a friend now that I'm 23 than a mom. So, so it doesn't seem like Brielle thinks that there's any need for her mom to return to Atlanta when she has Don't Be Tardy, which yeah. kind of makes sense. And I remember speaking to Kim Zolziak back at BravoCon about the same thing, and she basically gave the same answer that Brielle did at the time. And oddly enough, I believed her. Like, doing the interview in person, I was like, oh, she's content in her life. She's content with her own gig, obviously. But selfishly, again, the same way I want Jill Zarin back, I love Kim Zolziak. She's an OG Atlanta housewife. Bring her back with Nini. I want to see what that dynamic is like. I And with Eva leaving, there's a spot, so... Yeah, so who knows? I, I mean, I would love to see that too. And you know Nini and Kim always bring some really good drama. Yes. <laughs> so, like you said, we'll have to wait and see. Let's move on, because like you said before, with Beverly Hills and New York taking a, a mini hiatus, 
we have no clips to go, to throw to or anything like that. No. So we're just going to keep the news going because luckily for us, there's a lot. So yes. let's talk about, even though she's not a housewife anymore, but we still talk about her. Megan King Edmonds revealed how she met her new boyfriend, right? Yeah, she is. Uh, we've said this on the podcast before. She is able to stay in the headlines. She's not a housewife. Right. There's, not, there's never really any like breaking news with her, but somehow she has a really solid fan base and our readers really like finding out what's going on. I mean, again, this isn't breaking news, but she revealed that they met on a dating app. And I guess if you're a fan of Megan King Edmonds, you're interested in these little tidbits that she kind of keeps yeah. dropping little by little. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, they met on a dating app. She said that they were like quarantine dating for a little while. So just basically, you know, through FaceTime and things like that. And she didn't think it was going to work because he lives in Utah. She lives in St. Louis. And when I guess the news came out that they were dating, they were not officially boyfriend and girlfriend. So, which is kind of like awkward conversation to have. I don't understand how that happens. Right. Like, did she leak the news? And then she was like, so you're my boyfriend now? Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of behind the scenes puppeteering going on with this because if the news broke, there was enough substantiated evidence to prove that they were an item Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like we just right. picked a guy out of thin air. It was like King Edmonds is dating this random dude. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But she seems happy. You know, we'll see how this one goes. And hopefully it works out for her. Because her ex-husband, Jim, he moved on as well, dating the girl that they had the threesome with. So yes. everybody seems to be happy. Well, and like we've said on the podcast before, you know, people are really into Jim and Megan and their drama. I say bravo, give them a spinoff. You know, oh, 100%. People watch. People oh, yeah. All the posts that we do, all the videos, interview, everything about this couple is fascinating to people, and I don't blame them. It's its own soap opera, soap opera in and of itself. Nice. So the only problem with that is they would both have to agree to do it, and I'm not sure what that dynamic would look like. But boy, oh boy, would it be fun to watch! So oh, ratings gold. Yeah. <laughs> um, continuing on the OCB, we got to talk about Tamara Judge because. She has been having a lot to say about Kelly Dodd. She is calling for her to be fired from the Real Housewives of OC because of past racial comments that she made, basically saying that Bravo shouldn't just single out people like Stassi and Kristen, and there should be a zero tolerance at this point. Yeah, this was an interesting yet not so shocking story because I think we mm-hmm. all know that with Tamara and Vicky not returning to the show, they definitely have it in for Kelly Dodd. And I think they wanted this firing to happen regardless. Yeah. Um, I was a little perturbed to find out that I I hate to say that Tamara may have been using what's going on in the world, but it sort of seems like she obviously saw all of the drama that went on with Stassi and Kristen and sort of went that angle with Kelly. And yeah, it, it may or not, it may or may not be true, but it's a slippery slope. And you know, alleging that someone did do something like that is very serious. And I think you have to know for sure if you're yeah. gonna put it out there that Kelly may have made some poor comments, racial comments in the past. So I just mm-hmm. hope that Tamara, this doesn't backfire. Do you know what I'm saying? I hope, totally. Well, Kelly did apologize back in 2016 after TMZ published footage of her saying that she didn't like or know any black guys in quotes, while being filmed um, outside a club in Los Angeles. Yeah. Now, Kelly actually replied to an Instagram user who asked her about Tamara's post, and she said that she's just thirsty and got mad that she got the bullet, you know, getting fired, So, and that she's grasping for straws. Right. So, I mean... I mean yeah, there's a lot to unpack here, because 
is Kelly guilty or not guilty? Is Tamra just mad that she got fired? I mean, there's so much going on, but the bottom line is bad behavior is bad behavior. So right. it does come out. I say get rid of them because, you know, Stassi and Kristen were just the first two examples. There's a lot going on, as I'm sure our listeners know about Jax Taylor right now. Yeah, a guy from Below Deck, Peter. He yes, was Echo that's from right. Bravo. Yeah, we're, he was number three. Jax is still, we'll see what happens there, but... You know, like we've said too last week, Bravo is going to have to really take a look at who they cast and who there's going to have to be a very, a much more thorough vetting process for these people. And like I was telling friends this week, I'm like, you know, they they just sort of threw any, not Bravo, but television in general would give a reality show to basically anyone. Anybody. Mm -hmm. 10, 20 years. So that's not going to happen anymore. I mean, Oh, it's definitely not. I mean, the, the way that we think and move forward on everything is going to change, which yeah. it should. I mean, it's about time. And, you know, but like, I do agree with Tamara that like, if you're going to have consequences for some people, you have to have consequences for everybody. You can't just pick and choose. So mm-hmm. like you said, if she said these things, she has to get let go. I right. Mean, and it, it, makes me, it makes me think, especially having seen so many housewives come and go over the years that yes, Kelly Dodd is sort of become a staple of the OC housewives, but everyone's replaceable. Everyone's replaceable. So no, it's so, it's so true. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that one too, but we'll keep you updated if, if, and when she does get fired. Yes. Okay. Let's move on to Lisa Vanderpump. All these housewives that are not on the show anymore, but still making news. I love it. I know. I Um, feel like they all knew there was a little bit of a hiatus in Beverly Hills. They're like, drop a little news. (laughs) Yes, totally. So Lisa paid tribute to her mom who passed away last June at the age of 84. And, you know, she made a, a post saying a year ago today, what a sad year it's been. Let's live and learn. Yeah. I mean, Lisa has had a really rough as we saw, you know, before she had even left Beverly Hills when she did with the news of her brother, which was so tragic, losing her mother. And it, it's just a reminder that the real life shit happens when the cameras mm-hmm. stop rolling with these ladies. They're not immune yeah. to everything else that, you know, the highs and lows of life. And I think it reminded me that that's, I think, another reason why Lisa wanted to step away when she did. Yeah. So, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was a lot for her. And, you know, she did take some time off from the show to focus on her family last year. And, you know, it was just after the death of her brother who passed away from a drug overdose. So, I mean, she, there was a lot for her to deal with. Yeah. And it reminded me, Lisa Vanderpump's mom was so young, 84. And I, yeah, I feel like nowadays was. that sounds young, doesn't it? It really does. I know. It, I, you know, it's, it's so sad. She had a lot of a lot of things going on in her life last year and this year too. I mean, with everything going on with Vanderpump right now. Right. You know, it hasn't been the best couple of years for Lisa. Yeah. My sister actually, speaking of Lisa Vanderpump and Vanderpump rules, my sister texted me and was like, do you think they're just going to scrap the show and start anew? And I'm like, right. I think anything's possible. Like we said, with them looking at their programming and all the drama surrounding it, it's like, just as I, cast members are replaceable, but shows can get canceled as we all know. Right. Totally. I mean, I feel like if Jax gets that, if Jax gets the axe, I think that they might cancel the show yeah, because I mean, that's three of your major, major uh, heavy cast hitters. Members. Yes. Yeah. And that's really where most of the drama surrounds is Jax. So, right. Um, we'll see. Again, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We will. So many unanswered questions. Yes. Let's go to, oh, I love this. 
So Sutton Stack, she listed her home in Los Angeles for $8.9 million. I looked at the pictures. Oh, oh, if I could only afford it. Yeah, everyone needs to Google this and look at the pictures. It's stunning. It really is. It's gorgeous. So she bought this husband. Uh, this She bought this husband. <laughs> um, she bought this house with her ex-husband back in 2012 for $7 million. So she's looking to make a little profit on this one. Yeah. You know, I wonder how real estate has been affected in all of this crap that's going on in the world, if this is a good time to buy? Well, I know for me, out being out in the suburbs of New Jersey, uh-huh. the market is booming because unfortunately, a lot of people want to get out of the city during right. like, you know, after everything with the virus and everything like that. So I know that it's a good time to buy, I think. Yeah. I, you know, Sofia Vergara, we saw too, bought a huge mansion for like, you know, millions and millions in the midst of all of this. So I think if, they, if people have the money and they kind of want to make a change and it's time now that everyone was sort of stuck inside thinking about things they want to change in their lives, you know, who knows? Yeah, no, I mean, you're stuck inside just looking at Zillow all the time. So right. Let's <laughs> move. <laughs> Let's move. Um, also, this house has over 6,000 square feet of living space, six bedrooms, eight bathrooms, a closet to die for. She also owns a property in Georgia and New York City. So I'm dying to know where she's going to move out in Los Angeles because I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. When Sutton joined the show, we were all sort of digging for dirt on her. And I guess the word on the street is she comes from serious money. Oh, serious cash. Yeah. So it's always interesting to follow the the, the really wealthy housewives. <laughs> oh, totally. Because she is one of, I think, one of the wealthiest. Yes. Uh, maybe. I mean, obviously, Lisa, but I, I mean, they're all super wealthy. Who am I kidding? I know. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Denise Richards. Obviously, she's having a not so good season so far, but she actually spoke out saying that the season was very different for her, right? Yeah, she, you know, she was talking to Jess Cagle on his Sirius XM show. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot, or we've, or I should say we've seen it a lot in Housewives that film their first season. They always come back and say, you know, I was really naive. That's what Denise said this time, that, you know, they don't really know what to expect the first time around, of course, because they've never done it before. So by the time their second season airs, like we even saw it with Teddy Mellencamp, she came on super casual. And they always joke, too, that by the time season two, her second season happened, she was glammed up like the rest of them because she's like, now I know how to play the game. And that involves showing up looking your best. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, very different. I, I'm interested to see how the rest of the season plays out for her. Because like we said in the past couple of weeks on the podcast, we were a little disappointed with Beverly Hills this season because it feels like they duped us a little bit with their the magic of editing because yes. we thought that all this drama was going to surround between her and Brandy. And now it's about a talk about threesomes in front of their kids. So right. hopefully still, it gets a little I'm better. still mad about that. We have a lot. We're expecting a lot, especially because they've sprung this little break on us. Yes, I know, which we're not. I was not expecting the New York break either. So uh, I know. Well, having Denise did say on, in this interview with Jess Cagle, she said, I think we're on hiatus because we got so far behind with the confessionals due to COVID. We just recently yeah. started doing them while when we're filming. So it does make sense. Sometimes there's a lot of post-production stuff that goes into it. And it doesn't mean that the entire season was in the can before the pandemic hit. So it makes sense. It does. It does. Totally makes sense. Let's move on to New York. New York. Uh, Dorinda has left the Berkshires. She came back to New York to help her daughter move. Yeah. So Dorinda was, I want to say hold up, but you can't be hold up in her Berkshires home because it's so oh God, I wish I was. beautiful. Oh. And 
Uh, it's a perfect spot, I think, to quarantine because it's a beautiful home, as our listeners probably know. And she has that gorgeous backyard that she's been spending time at. But she posted on Instagram on Wednesday that her daughter is moving. So she came back in the city with her mask on and helped mm-hmm. her daughter move. Of course, they had a moving company do it, which I don't know if you've seen this, speaking of moving in real estate in New Jersey, Christina, but here in New York, people were still moving apartments like at the, in the height of it. And I felt so bad for these movers. I saw one I feel so bad when I went for a walk in the middle of April doing my little social distance walk. And there was like these three movers with masks on. I'm like, they should not be having to do this. But no, leases they are up when they're up, I guess, right? That's so true. I mean, that doesn't stop. No. But they're working hard. And, you know, Dorinda's helping out her daughter. And so last week, of course, Tinsley left Real Housewives of New York. And it seems like Dorinda blocked her on Instagram. Yeah, so I miss this, but... I did too. Yeah, Tinsley, of course, was on Watch What Happens Live after her final episode and revealed to Andy Cohen that Dorinda Medley blocked her on social media. So wow, I think that just proves, and the little I've talked to Dorinda, I know you've talked with her recently too, Christina. I just, I think she has something against Tinsley. I think people are trying to figure out why, but at the end of the day, I just don't think she likes her. <laughs> I just, yeah, I think plain and simple. She just has no, use. well, now she really has no use yeah. for her anymore since she's not on the show. So I right. guess she figured off the show, out of my, out of my social media feeds, I don't need to see it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, she never, she never really agreed with her relationship with Scott either. So I'm sure she just doesn't want to see it and doesn't really care. Totally. And let's call it spade a spade. Dorinda and Tinsley were not friends before Tinsley joined the show. No. So, so now that Tinsley is leaving the show, sign sealed delivered, that friendship's over. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Something that we were super excited about, something for us to look forward to, the Real Housewives of Potomac has announced their new premiere date and uh, what, August 2nd, right? Yes, yeah, Sunday, August 2nd, 9, 8 Central, only on Bravo. I am so excited because <laughs> we were supposed to get it, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, a few months back. Yeah, and they pushed it. Again, I'm not sure if it had anything, to, again, a lot of production issues with everything going on with the pandemic, but it was supposed to be May, I think. I think so. I mean, I can't remember how long we've even been in this quarantine. I know. Time (laughs) is, I don't know what happened to time. It doesn't exist anymore. But they pushed this really far. But I guess, you know, it's almost July, believe it or not. So August, I guess, is right around the corner. Yeah. I mean, because I would imagine that when Beverly Hills and New York is probably going to wrap up probably in early fall. So they'll need something to kind of take us through to the rest of almost the rest of the year, I would imagine. Right. And that's what I was thinking too, as happy as I was for Potomac to come back because New York, Beverly Hills and Potomac are my three favorites of Mm -hmm. all cities. So when Potomac was announced to be coming back in the spring, I was like, Oh my God, these three franchises are never on at the same time. I was bummed when they were delayed, but like you said, the fact that we have something to bring us into fall, I'm glad because New York and Beverly Hills will of course be wrapping up. So we'll have something to talk about on the podcast. Yes, yes, something (laughs) to look forward to. So yes. Well, Joe, thank you so much for talking all things housewives. I think we did pretty good without having a couple shows to talk about. This I week, know. Right? I just hope the the ladies bring us more news next week like they did this week. And hey, wait, no Joe Judice news this week. Oh my God. <laughs> How can that happen? Let me let me check his Instagram. Really yeah. Quickly. There, there might What's be... he been up to? Yeah. What's, 
What's Joe doing right about look now? It up. And while you look that up, I got to <laughs> tell the listeners, as we talked about before we jumped on this podcast, I'm going to Newport, Rhode Island this weekend to get away from New York for a little fresh air. And let me tell you, I will be visiting some hot spots from the episode where the ladies went, the Black Pearl, where they had the Bloody <laughs> yes, Mary. You have to go there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go get a drink at the Castle Inn where they fought about Leah's sister coming. I'm going to have to go to the yes. restaurant where Leah threw the ravioli. I'll be reporting back. <laughs> With all the hot spots. I cannot wait. I yes. cannot wait. So Joe's just posting some photos of his daughters and things like that. So he's doing good, though. We just did have one shirtless photo of him back on June 9th where he said, Happy Tuesday. So thanks for that, wow. Joe. Oh, no discounts on the vibrators? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> That's gone silent. So. Yes. Well, I, I'm sure there, there'll probably be a story next week about Joe. Let's just wait and see. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, Joe, have a great time in Rhode Island. I will. Have a wonderful weekend. Everyone out there, be safe. Have a wonderful weekend. And we'll be back next week. Definitely. And in the meantime, for all your Housewives news, all your Joe Judice news, make sure you head on over to usmagazine.com where we've got you covered. And make sure you listen on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts.